Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Are we live? <laughs> Today's the 27th day. Yes, we're live. Is it My dog was barely. eating a ladybug, not anybody else. It's fear not Friday. 27th day. My goodness. Let's get going. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Listen to what the Spirit says. It's time for Okay, we're going to do one of ours called Battle Cry of Zion.
Spirit, says the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. Wish we could get that to the Israelites. I know it's over there to some people. Oh, we did. What do you mean? Everybody was hovering. I didn't know if we were doing an interactive. Hanging out. Mm, hanging out. Hanging out. We need to do an interactive, son. Well, praise the Lord. Good to be with you, brothers and sisters. Looks like we got a smaller group today. Oh, Charles, you're there. I thought he had to have surgery. Well, let us know how things went, Brother Charles. Diana, Elise. Elise, I need to call you right after. Bob, good morning, Bob. Misty, thank you. Thank you, thank you, guys. I'm glad y'all like that worship music. All right. Oh, I'm still showing stuff from yesterday, too. That's weird. I'm still showing you guys words from yesterday on this thing. Kind of strange. All right, guys, we're in uh, Proverbs chapter 22. And uh, uh, needless to say, this is the first time I've ever talked through verse by verse through Proverbs. Seems like it's taken a while, doesn't it? But, see, we're in 22. There's 31 chapters. So, uh, some days you just can't move fast. There's just too much to talk about. We're at verse 11. We're in 22 verse 11 today, starting. And Lord, just be with us as we study your holy, precious word. Amen. All right, and it says, He who loves purity of heart and has grace, he who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. Uh, the Lord Jesus, Yeshua, says that out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. One of the reasons that it is so important what comes out of the mouth is because uh, it comes forth from the heart. Matter of fact, there was a time when the Lord, they were talking about, you know, the guys were not ritually washing their hands good enough before they ate. They didn't go through the purification rites. And he says, listen, what enters into the mouth goes into the belly and comes out in the draught. But what comes out of the mouth, that's what you need to worry about, the Lord says. That's where uh, murders and thefts and blasphemies comes out of the mouth. Uh, it is very important what comes out of our mouth. Uh, and that's why I'm saying today we're in a bad shape because in America people are saying terrible things. I mean, and revealing who they are. So need to listen to them. Need to listen to them. People speak from the heart. Now, it doesn't mean that your heart cannot get changed. Amen. God changed my heart. And God's in the business of changing hearts that submit to Him. Okay? But without the changing of the Lord, the heart is desperately wicked and who can know it? And then basically this proverb is saying the king will be his friend. In other words, he will have good speech and people in high offices will become friends with him. Purity of heart. Okay, verse 12. 22-12. Here we go. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the faithless. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge. God sees us. God sees. Uh, he sees me. He sees you. 
I love that, the eyes of the Lord. I love the thought of the eyes of the Lord. Now, there's been times in my life where thinking about the eyes of the Lord terrified me. <laughs> it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a nice thing in my heart to think of the eyes of the Lord seeing me, but uh, I've grown older, and, and now I'm, uh, I'm so happy to know that God sees me. He sees me when I'm striving. Going back to Sunday sermon, uh, when I'm striving in the midst of the sea, he's watching me. He sees me. He sees me struggling. Comes to me in my struggle and draws close so that I can cry out to him. And when I cry out to him and call out to him, he will get in the boat with me. And uh, as I said last Sunday, you know, peace is not in the absence of the storm, but in the presence of the Messiah. In the presence of the Messiah, there is peace. So I'm glad God sees me. He preserves knowledge. He watches over those. But He overthrows the words of the faithless. And we're still talking about words here. Verse 11 is talking about words. And, and a lot of these Proverbs here are going to kind of tie together. He overthrows the words of the faithless. Foolish talk. Uh, God sees that as well. And... He overthrows it, right? Same thing can go with, with people who prophesy prophecies that didn't come from the Lord, which has become uh, all too common in our land since the days right before 2020. Uh, people just have an emotion and feeling things, so they say prophecy. Here's what the Lord says. And, but it's not what the Lord says. And you say, Brother Scott, how can you be so bold to say it's not what the Lord said? Because it didn't happen. And here's what the Scripture says. This is how you judge a prophet. If a prophet prophesies something and it does not come to pass that he says was going to prophesy, the Lord says, he didn't get that from me. Because if he prophesies what I said, it's going to come to pass. He says, you shall not fear him. And so, you know, that, that is to say, I even think those, I mean, me reading this, I think of those words of the faithless. Listen, if you're going to say something and you say it's from the Lord, just be careful, okay? I believe in prophecy. I'm not a cessationist. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in visions and dreams. I do. I really do. And God has given me powerful ones. But we must be very careful not to add to the visions, not to misinterpret what God says. And if you want to say, thus saith the Lord, my encouragement is, you know, when, you, when you're saying something that's a scripture, say, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> and they, then you can have confidence in what you're saying. Uh, but we need to be very careful what we say uh, and be sure that we're getting it from God. Amen. I think that's a good caution. Verse 13. The lazy man. Boy, Proverbs talks about a lazy man a lot, don't he? The lazy man says, there is a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. Uh, just saying the lazy guy always has an excuse not to work. There's always a reason not to uh, you know, it's there's a lion. He's going to kill me, right? In his imagination, he imagines things uh, that gives him enough fear to not go out and work. 
That's what I think this prophecy is just talking about. The lazy man says there's a lion outside. Wow. What do y'all think about that? Any any insight, insight on that that I didn't see? It's a pretty simple one. His imagination keeps him lazy. He's lazy, so he imagines. Verse 14. The mouth of an immoral woman is a deep pit. He who is abhorred by the Lord will fall there. Uh, an immoral woman is a very, very dangerous, dangerous person. Especially because of her ability over the weakness of men. And uh, immoral women has been trapping men for years, 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 uh, and still do. If not in the physical, in terms of magazines and, and videos and things like that. You say, well, there's immoral men too. Yeah, they're the ones falling there, right? I mean, that's what the is saying. Uh, God made woman with a power. She has a strength and a power. Now, if she becomes immoral and she uses wields that power in the wrong way, uh, she can lead many men to ruin. Can I get an amen there? It's just the truth. And uh, and this is not negating an immoral man as well. It's just this is the proverb. It's talking about the immoral woman here. Amen. So, <laughs> all right. I mean, we have a problem. We have a problem with pornography in our country. We have a problem with pornography among those who uh, claim Christianity in the churches. We have a we have a problem. It starts young. I know. Uh, this addiction hit me when I was just a teenager, right? And go into some friend's house. I end up in a place where I shouldn't have been at the wrong time. And they put in a movie. The guys put in a movie, you know, and I'm just, what, 14, 15 years old. And, uh, and it begins an addiction, you know, that happens with many young men. Many, many, many young men. It's probably one of the most dealt with things among men in the churches, even to this day, as a pastor that you deal with with men, right? And it's just, there's a weakness in that area. And so God is calling for men to be strong and women to not be immoral. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, if there weren't women out there willing to show themselves, maybe the men wouldn't have such a hard time. At the same time, if the men didn't want it so bad, the women wouldn't be no profit in the women to do it. So it's kind of just a cycle of evil, and uh, everybody's heart needs to get right. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. It's true. It's true. But you know, the there, there's there's you're never going to live in this life. So maybe the maybe that's not what tempts you. Okay, but you're never going to live in this life without some kind of temptation, because we live in fallen bodies. There, but. As followers of Jesus, followers of Yeshua, we are called on to crucify our flesh. We are called on to say no 
We have self-control. That is a fruit of the Spirit is temperance, self-control. We can control ourselves. Hallelujah. With the power of the Holy Spirit. But you got to want to. You got to decide to. You got to choose to. All right, verse 15. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. So the rod of correction is saw as uh, basically whipping your child, disciplining your child. The rod of correction as thought of as a rod of correction. But maybe you don't use a rod, okay? But what, in other words, bring correction, bring discipline. This goes right back up to verse 6, remember? Train up a child in the way he should go. And so... We say, well, I want to have a I want to have a child that doesn't have foolishness bound up in his heart. Sorry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> if you've got children, there's foolishness bound up in their heart. That's just how it is. And the rod of correction, discipline has to be in their life. Amen. I tell you, I have the most godly, most loving, most saint-like mama upon the face of this earth. Anybody knows my mama knows how tender and loving and caring she is. Let me tell you, this boy, when he was little, she whooped my butt all the time. Why? Because Brother Scott had foolishness bound up in his heart. My dad had to whip me too. I just did stupid stuff. I had foolishness all in my heart. So you say, man, I got my boys drive me crazy. It's like there's foolishness in their heart. Yep. That's about right. That's exactly right. Now, you have, uh, yeah, foolish bound up the heart of a child, even more so with the guy. Right? Even more so with the boy. And I got to say, my girls had foolishness bound up in your heart, too. Would y'all agree, girls? Oh, they did. But probably not as much as the boys. Maybe as much as the boys, I don't know. Maybe you just are sneakier. So, boys are just more out. So Go ahead, I've told baby. this story before. My older two uh, started out on a rough road because, honestly, I was uh, kind of lazy in my parenting, and I didn't really realize that I was being lazy in my parenting. Mm -hmm. But I would say, no, no, don't do that, don't do that. I'm going to count to three, you know, all this stuff. And I was training bad habits into them and didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. um, and then somebody blessed me with a book. Now, I'm not saying I agree with every single thing in this Every book. single book, okay? But this book was called To Train Up a Child. And when I read it, it convicted me down to my socks. I mean, it was so bad. And I cried out to the Lord. I was like, and I wasn't even following hard after the Lord, but there right. was so much truth in this book. And so um, I repented before the Lord because I hadn't been doing it right. And then I set my children down. I had, uh, I had Kayla and Megan at the time. I set them down and I said, Mommy, sorry. I'm sorry. Mama, sorry, I have done it wrong. I have not honored God. And from this day forward, our lives are about to change. So I needed to let them know ahead of time. I was repenting. I've been letting y'all be brats, but it ain't going to happen anymore. And then I began to consistently apply discipline. And that deal. included two sides. It included training, yes, you know, which is discipleship. And it included Discipline, which is when that discipleship is not working out, God made this thick part <laughs> the rock, the of the body of, of yeah. a child yeah, that has yeah. a direct connection to the brain. <laughs> and I began applying instruction to that portion when necessary. 
and very soon it was not nearly <laughs> as necessary. Now, right. at first, my children... And then children, the older kids taught the younger kids. Yes. At first, my children hid the book. That's right. Hid the rod. <laughs> hid everything they could. <laughs> but it wasn't but a few... It, it wasn't long at all. And we were in Walmart one day, and this kid was having a fit... Just yeah, a fit. He wasn't getting what he wanted, and the mama looked so wore out and so tired. And Kayla pulled on my skirt, and she said, Mama, you need to give that lady the book. <laughs> so see, even as young as she was, she knew what it was like to have felt those feelings of being out of control and what it was like now to have boundaries. Yeah, boundaries And how much good happier mama was. And they were happier because... They didn't know. Before that, I was kind of a ticking time bomb. You never knew for sure which time I said no was going to be the time my head exploded. That was real. Because right. I was I was right. frustrated, you know. But I was frustrated because I hadn't trained them. Now, people ask me how young to start training. I know you ain't going to believe this. But when that baby arches its back and screams at you when you're trying to change its diaper, just a little thump right there on the foot. Or something to get its attention. To make it go, oh, wait, maybe this is not a desirable effect. You know, and I know that sounds crazy. But it doesn't have to be doggone child abuse, y'all. It don't take much. It doesn't. No, it really no, doesn't. It just takes consistency. You know, it takes consistency. Okay, don't do this. And tying strings. Yeah. And we played a lot of games to try and to you cannot do this without love. Way. You must no, no, tie no, strings no. and have tons absolutely, of love. Yes. Absolutely. But... It does pay off because I hear stories now of moms that were raising their kids around the same time I was raising mine, and um, they've had a lot of trouble. And all of them talk about the terrible teens and all this stuff. I didn't have any of that, y'all. And I don't know, you know, maybe God just blessed me with Bless really good super kids. good yeah. kids, or maybe His way really. But works now wait a minute. When you apply, yeah. But what I mean, you said maybe, maybe, maybe. But verse six, train up a child. Way you should go, it's right? Not a, yeah, it's not a maybe. And then verse 15, foolishness is bound up in the heart of the child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. The reason, the reason that people are having so much trouble today is because we don't believe the Bible anymore. Amen. And we're like, ah, that's too, uh, that's God don't know what he's talking about. Well, he's the creator. I think God knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's, it's not, it's, it's, and I'm not saying you, it's not, I'm not saying you, you guys watching, but you disagree with God. You read what God says and you say, no, nah, I don't, I disagree with God. God doesn't really know. Yeah. And God's like, I, listen, if you will listen to me, mm -hmm. I'll teach you how to have respectable, honoring kids. That's right. That also will love the Lord and have the fear of the Lord in their life and a respect for God. But if you don't listen to me, uh, you're going to reap what you sow, you know, and you're going to be pulling your hair out. Right. And, and I think that connection that he made there, the rod of correction will drive it far from him. That's really, really important. And I'm not saying, you know, that there's not a time for other means of, yeah, of course. discipline. Yeah. Okay, but children have a really, really short attention span. And if you start early enough, you can train them to where you don't have to worry about grounding them later or taking this or that. Because let me sure. tell you what grounding does. Grounding grounds you too. <laughs> And so we have, well, sometimes we don't follow through with that. Oh, well, we could all go, right. you know, here, but so-and-so's grounded. So now we all have to suffer. No. 
deal with that. Yeah. Deal with it when they're young. Deal with it the way that God says to deal with it. And 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 you shouldn't ever have to visit them in GV, you know? I'm just saying. Well, we're not going to be going to the next one. That took Because I time. did it again. No, no, no. no I no, can't no, help good. it. These scriptures about child rearing and stuff are like so important to me because mm. yeah, child well, if rearing, our country, that's right. That's if our, well, if our country if our country was was God-centered Right? right, then you wouldn't have college kids celebrating and uh, I guess massacre. Yeah, I mean, or for massacre, uh, because they would have a, a, a understanding more of how the world works. And, and you know, I have people anyway, I don't say, you know, anybody. corporal punishment is child abuse. No, not loving your child enough to discipline them and train them. I mean, you may not know it, but that's kind of a form of child abuse yeah. because you're not teaching that child control. And right. You know, so I encourage you, read the word, believe the word, apply the word, happy. <laughs> Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. We love you. Thank you for this time studying together. Uh, we ask you to be with us and be with all those that hear, Lord. And uh, Father, uh, we always want to help people to trust you and trust your word. Thank you so much. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. I took up all the time again. Oh. Love I'm you guys. I'm going to have to sit on the side of the table. Bye. It's Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.